Welcome to another episode of the NBA Betting Podcast. We're coming into the week starting March 26th, um, towards the end of the season. A couple of big news is coming out today. LeBron James is going to play the final games for the Lakers uh, in that dogfight out west. Who's going to make it in? Who's not? Right? This is this is the excitement of the play. And listen, you know, people are mad about it. One game, I get it. A little gimmicky, but this is a, a hell of a finish. That me? OKC, you know, all these teams basically. Um just pushing for it. OKC, the Lakers. Uh it's a mess. Dallas, right? A lot of lot of stuff going on. Wanna nail down some of the issues of this play and that's happening, right? So the first thing is is Dallas intentionally tanking. Right? This is they lost to Charlotte. That is a horrific loss. Now with you know the Lakers now OKC kind of falling around there. Dallas was at six, I think, before the Kyrie trade. And then you know things went to crap. Um, and look, here's the thing: people are are talking about what's Kyrie's value now. If they do do this, a couple of things on this. First off, look, I, I, I I'll say this: not you can think about this a couple of different ways if you're Dallas. One thing you could say is, look, I get it that they haven't been playing well towards the year. It's still worth it to make a run. It's still tight. If we get into even the 10th seed, we're going to be on the road for two games, but we have the two best players potentially in that game. You know, they can get hot. They can win it for us. Um, In my opinion, you really have to think about, like, Kyrie specifically, Kyrie intent going into a game and going into a season. Okay. It's very obvious. First of all, as a player, I totally get, like, if you know you're kind of checked out, like, if you're at work and you know, like, I'm not going to stay with this employer much longer, and you're at a big meeting or whatever, do you check out of that meeting? And you could say, like, no, he owes it to the team, blah, blah, blah. I mean, a lot of this is human nature, right? If you know, you're like, all right, yeah, I'm not, I'm probably not going to continue here or whatever, so I don't care. So there's not much incentive. You kind of check out, right? The biggest uh, issue of that was when the Celtics, you know, with, 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 you know, Kyrie totally checked out. They lost to the Bucks in like five after winning, I think, game one. They really should have been more competitive in that series, let alone win. Um, and the youth was actually better out without him, right? I, he didn't really ruin Boston, but I, I mean, injuries didn't help late, and, and obviously he kind of checked out there. Uh, you can see in Brooklyn the same things. Now, Brooklyn, he has own situations, right? Uh, in Dallas now, the question is: Is he checked out? Yes, no, or is it just like it doesn't really fit with with Luca? Um, it definitely doesn't fit with Luca. I don't think it helped that they got Kyrie and Luca was out and they had no time to mesh at all. Again, Kyrie Irving is not a plug and play guy. He's one hell of a talent, but like you can't expect as a franchise to acquire him mid season. All of a sudden, things go up. Kevin Durant, and this has been noted, is probably. One of the best, if not the best, plug-and-play superstar of all time. So that situation is different. Like, if you, you could throw Kevin Durant to a team tomorrow, and he'll instantly make them better, right? Where most players, it takes time to, you know, they adjust. Um, you know, it takes a couple of games. What's the rhythm of the team and all that? Not the case with KD, but that is the case with Kyrie. He's a high-usage guy. You know, he he, you know, he has to play, like, to kind of do I fit, do I not. People forget, right, when you have the Heatles, 
when it was Wade, Bosch, and LeBron. That, that, that team was 500 after the first, like, 15 or so games. So it takes time to mesh regardless of the talent. It's going to take time to mesh. And the question then, you know, if your Dallas is like, it's going to take time to mesh. Is it worthwhile for us even to make this run, lose our first potentially if we don't make it, uh, but try to make the 10 and then battle, you know, some combo of OKC, the Lakers, um, you know, Golden State, whatever the mesh of of teams are, uh, and and have two games on the road to try to make, um, you know, try to make the playoffs. Um, so, the, you know, I get the concern. But the other truth is as follows. The East and the West are completely different. I know, you know, people think the West is better than it is. It's not. The East, to me, has, I think, four tiers, okay? There's the Bucks, separate tier. Celtics, separate tier. Sixers. Then there's the rest. Not a lot of difference, in my opinion, between four through nine. You can make an argument there could be upsets that are had, right, between uh, Cleveland, New York, um, Atlanta, uh, Toronto, I think that that group, right? Not Chicago, okay? No, Miami, maybe even, maybe even Miami. Not much of a difference, right? Like, now, I think if those any of those uh, amongst those five, any of those two teams played in a seven game series, a lot of it's going to come down to home court injuries, some maybe tactical move, maybe a, a, a random player stepping up. Those are those are tight. Those five. Now in the West, it's tight. In my now, I get the Nuggets have built the lead, but in a playoff series, the team is not deep. Okay, the starting five is one of the more complete starting fives in the league, but they don't have a lot of half court talent in a uh, the edge of a playoff game. It's going to be Murray, Jokic, pick and roll, kind of what Michael Porter Jr. was knocking. Porter Jr. is not taking the step you thought he was, and the rest of those guys aren't really great half court guys. Like like guys who can step it up for you in a, in a pick and roll setting in a half court. And then the Grizzlies don't really have that. I mean, like Morant, let's see how the situation unfolds. But they weren't that spectacular. Um, and the Suns are decent. But again, KD, what's going on there? So that puts you back in the middle of the pack. And then the rest is, as we know, the game separating them is really thin. So maybe you have Tier 1 and Tier 2 between the teams I know and everyone else. But even the difference between Tier 1 and Tier 2 is the minimal. I say that because if you make the 8th seed and you're a Dallas, a Lakers... Yeah, you have a better chance than most years to upset the one seed if you're healthy. So I get the, you know, I, I don't know. Dallas, I think, is, is making a mistake if they're taking here to get a bottom 10 pick. Also, like, look, draft's not that great. It's a top-heavy draft. I, I delved into this draft. I think you have a clear-cut one, obviously, with Wemby. A clear-cut two with Brandon Miller. I don't like skewed at three. I don't like him. The rest of the guys all over the place. Jairus Walker is in there, in my opinion. Um, you know, people, Eamon Thomason. I don't think there's much of a difference there. I think the guy who's picked at 18th could be the third best player in this draft. Right? So, like, I see that because I don't see, like, it's that important. Like, you're really going to get, like, a decent guy at 10. I don't feel that way, right? If Dallas needs to tank to get like nine or eight, it's not going to be the difference. Unless you see we could get a star, or not even a star, like a decent player in trade. I don't think you can. So if you're Dallas, but then you flip it, right? And then you flip it. You go, okay, well, if you don't get the first and we lose out, then what do you do? 
Like, what the hell do you do? Christian Wood's got no value. You could do one of these, like, awkward swaps where, like, I'll trade your crap for my crap. The deal that I mentioned before, I'll say it again. Nurkic for Wood. It's a thought. That's actually not a bad idea for both teams. Not really going to move the needle, though. Okay? Tim Hardaway Jr., like, the green, he was cute. It didn't It didn't live up. All right? Josh Green. He had a little, little tiny run this year. A little asset they could have moved, maybe, but it didn't. It didn't. It wasn't a large enough sample size. And people also read into it. They know, like, look, the guys not named Luca in that unit are going to be wide ass open for three. That's not going to be the case in my roster, right? So I'm not going to give you, you know, uh, Bogdanovich or you know one of these vets that are decent uh, for him when I know Green's going to get more, more as an example, right? Uh, more attention on my team. He won't shoot those percentages. So. Dallas is really, um, you know, and they, they've showed the desperation before. They went after Kemba Walker. It didn't work, right? So the Kyrie thing is, is mess. Now, here's the thing that really kills it, right, is like Luke is making these, like, you know, little Chinese whispers about um, is it about Kyrie? He's like, I'm, I'm unhappy. It's not about basketball. We don't know. Is that a, a Kyrie thing? Is Kyrie, like, pissing him off? I have no, like, they, they, there's been some. You know, some stuff alluding to that. Not sure. But if you're Dallas, that's the question, right? Do you make this run or not? So I can play both sides of the argument. Um, and, and like, what I would say is, I still think you got to push for the the play in. You know, um, you got unique coaching. You got Kyrie and Luca. I think like if you made the play in, and you found your way to the eighth seed, and you were competitive and lost in the first round. I don't think if he can make it so that less hope is lost. And I think you have to resign Kyrie. What else are you going to do? Okay. What other teams are going after him? Like you have some leverage there, I would think, but we thought this before. Does he just retire? I mean, who knows with the guy? But you got a full year. I mean, you have to think through that. And also, like, the value is still going to be there with a team like Phoenix or the teams that don't win. If you need to then turn around and cha- trade him. You know, by next deadline. I know it's a while away. So if you're Dallas, I still think you have to go for it because it, you 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 feel you really could. Uh, the Lakers are total; they're garbage. Okay, like I mean, if LeBron plays, it's a different story, maybe. But like these teams are beatable in the play-in. You have to have a little more hope. Now I'll, I'll flip it. So now if they go for it and lose, let's say worst case scenario, they go for it and lose, right? Versus take. Let's go both options. They go forward and lose. What do they do? The only guy that you can probably trade is Tim Hardaway Jr. He's got cap. Okay, like nobody really wants him. The deal I thought that was interesting versus the Kyrie deal that I thought Dallas should have done was Karis Levert. Right? That's a nice little tweak. Um, they have to go crazy. I don't know why they had to go insane and go after Kyrie. That tweet could have been interesting. No, they had to go for Kyrie. Okay. Fine. So now the flip. Okay. Because the worst case isn't great, right? Like it was Tim Hardaway Jr. for Karis Levert. You got Levert. You got Luca coming back. Like, um, you know, it's going to piss off Luca. He's going to be pissed going into next year. Maybe you, you, you move Wood. Let's see, you got Nurkic. Okay. Nurkic gets hurt all the time. I, I could. As much as I like the idea, I can, I can poke holes in it. Um, 
outside of that, what is it, Kleber? I mean, like, what are we doing here? Like, this team is not good. Just does not have. And then you're you're two away for like, what the hell are we do with Luca? You're like, Luca holds you hostage, but I mean, not a lot of good options. Now, is there sneaky free agency you could do? You know, sure, I'm sure, like Jay Crowder, maybe get some pickups like that. It's still, still pretty weak. Now on the flip, let's say Dallas takes, okay, and they get the ninth pick. They're probably going to try to trade that pick. You have Luka Doncic. You need to show more face, okay. At the end of the day, the truth is, by the way, is like no one wants to talk about. It. Let's talk about it. In the end of the day, the Jalen Brunson not resigning was old Dallas's fault. They had a chance to overpay him by a little bit, and it wasn't an overpay, by the way, because now he's underpaid. So they could have had a chance to get him at good value, actually, and they chose not to, and they blamed the Knicks for tampering. They could have kept him. If they had Brunson, we're not talking right now. This is probably a top four seed. And by the way, even if the Knicks... Um, said, fine, you know, we're losing Brunson. And not the Knicks, the Mavericks. We're losing Brunson to the Knicks. They could have negotiated a sign of trade. They could have gotten some players back who could play for them in the form of Julius Randle, which the whole league was like, shut on. I thought he could have made sense there. Evan Fournier. Okay. Some combo of that. Could have happened. But no, they just let it go. So that, that was the big mistake. And they lost, you know, a good talent for, for nothing. Can you get anything at eight or nine that's going to get Luke excited that that trims you around? I mean, look, I like Jarris Walker. Okay. He's, he may or may not be there at that pick. And even if he is, like, you're, you traded Dorian Finney Smith, it's the same team. Because let's say he's like Dorian Finney Smith, which is like a, a, a good thing. Rookie, If he's a rookie, as a rookie playing like that, okay, you're excited. But guess what? Even if he is, like, is that team anything? I don't. I don't think it is. And then you have to go, now let's look the other way. Okay, great. Let's keep flipping this. Let's keep playing this. Let's say you take you get the ninth pick. It's a realistic pick you're going to get if you take. Nine or eight. It's not going to get better than that. Right? I don't think there's much difference in value between those picks, by the way. Let's say you say, let's flip the other way. We got to make Luca happy. We need to trade the pick. To get something decent, to make Luca happy. Okay. Okay. Cool. Uh, what are you getting in a trade for the eighth or ninth pick of the draft? I, you know, like that, that those Jeremy Grant deals of, of a year ago. I don't think they even exist now. And even that's not even going to do it. Like I don't know what you get for. And I got to think about it. I got to go. Like the teams that are the teams that have a veteran to move. That are continuing the rebuild. Here's who it is, right? Like, okay, you got Detroit. Maybe you get Bogdanovich and and, and Burks in one false swoop. Maybe. Uh, you got Tim Hardaway Jr. to move. That doesn't do much. Okay, let's keep going. I mean, I don't know. You got to do the bad teams. Like Chicago finally realized, hey, F it, we need to rebuild. This isn't working. Is there a world you get Zach Levine? Is there a world you use Kyrie in a sign and trade to get Zach Levine? All right, that's not bad to me. 
but still. <clears throat> Zach Levine's a very flawed player. That's probably, and that is like an, a, a crazy, unrealistic scenario. Like, just honestly, just not realistic. The one move that I actually think would be interesting that I'm not sure if both teams do would be as follows. So we learned last year that Brunson worked well, right? I mean, he did great with Luca. I think Luca needs a scoring small guard, or not small, but a scoring quick guard. The Kyrie concept, in theory, could work in that in that world. If I'm Dallas, I mean, you you take. I'll say it out loud: Tim Hardaway Jr. and and what nine to pick for Anthony Simons. It's not bad. And then I look to sign and trade Kyrie. Or they could go after, you know, and, and then obviously depends on the sign of trades, right? So who are you going to sign trade for Kyrie? Can you get a Zach Levine? Could you get uh, Chris Paul? Is that that crazy? I, I think Chris Paul, to me, is the target. He, he, I know, look, he's old. He's got a couple of years. You're pretty desperate right now. Um, if Phoenix goes out in flames, Chris Paul has shown he can't do well in the playoffs. I get it, okay? You need to be healthy for the playoffs. It's a risk. But, and the if healthy is big. Look, those teams at least are competitive with him. They do way better with him. But he's old. I got it. He's old. Like, you go to the Laker route, you get a D-low. Ugh. It's not going to do it. Mavericks are screwed, man. They're really screwed. They're so screwed. And it's, it's kind of nice. feels good. Yeah, I, I don't, even that Simon's idea is like, now, now I just killed the idea because all these... The only guys kept for Kyrie and a sign of trade are guards. They're going to have to utilize Kyrie and a sign of trade. Right? I, I, don't, I don't even know that. Now, like, now I'm thinking, I, I don't know the other teams that you could even get. Like, let's say you got, okay, so you got, like, let's say you got uh, Harris Walker, and you, you hope he's decent. And you go Wood, Harris Walker, Luca. Now I need something in a. Um, a sign and trade for Kyrie. I just drafted the guy. Yeah, I don't. I don't know who. And they really miss Brunson. Brunson was the guy. They had it. That's gonna suck for them. Yeah, I honestly do not know who else you can get. You're going to get a wing. And by the way, I, I'll say this, and people can argue, like, I don't think Kyrie's value has shifted that much since the deadline. It's not that different, okay? Hey, tell what are you talking about? Dallas so much worse. Look, people are going to talk themselves into it, just like they did at the deadline. I was shocked to hear Phoenix was offering deals around Chris Paul, 
Um, the Lakers were still offering the two first. LeBron famously, you know, was like, was it something I did as a joke, I guess, that they couldn't get a deal done? So teams are still going to clamor for him. I know the Lakers are like, we're not going to pursue. I think it's a negotiation tactic. If they lose, they're going to pursue. Like, what else are they going to do? They're also desperate. Other teams will be desperate. So, yeah, I, I, I think, like, for me, if you're Dallas and your goal is to now resurrect it and do better next year, the, the Chris Paul route is scary because he's old AF. So, yeah, that makes it a bit scary. But he could give you enough. And you could have, like, one final run. It's kind of like Jason Kidd with, with, with Dirk Nowitzki, right? When they Remember, they dealt David Harris for Jason Kidd. And that was um interesting deal because, you know, Kidd was towards the end, and Harris, Harris was good. He was an all-star, and he was young. They need... They might want now. They're gonna, you know. I can so I see them doing those kind of moves now. Chris Paul is, I think, the same age or older than the kid was, and also it gives you the windows one year. I mean, it's my best one year. But let's see, you don't do anything else. You got Chris Paul, Tim Hardaway Jr., Luca. Now I have the pick. Let's say I use the pick, and I get. Uh, Walker, or so you know, small ball four, let's say, and he's decent. I don't think I'm getting anybody in a trade. I just went through it, right? I mean, like maybe Bogey. You throw Bogdanovich on that team. Good shooting, a lot of offense, and then yeah, I make a run at Nurkic. You do a deals like that, you could. Now the only here's the only problem with that. I'm going to flip it around a little bit. Like you're actually hoping making that deal is. To screw over Phoenix. Because this is actually it's actually kind of a clever idea. I talked myself into it. Here's why. If you're Dallas and you're like, listen, we were the other victim of this Kyrie thing. But hold on a second. Regardless of how well we do, we're still gonna have to deal with Phoenix next year, right? If Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, okay? How could we stop Phoenix? The right? They're gonna be a threat to uh, to anybody. I think they're a clearly better team than anybody else in a playoff series. I, they might not finish with the best record, but in terms of the toughest team to beat in a seven-game series, it's going to be Phoenix. So your only hope is to uh, sabotage them by giving them Kyrie. And then maybe that's your only hope. And then you have Luca, Chris Paul... You know, and hopefully something happens wrong with Phoenix. I don't know. It's not so awful. Especially if they keep the pick. And some of that could at least play small ball forward is decent. And you nail down your um, your signings. The team's got a shot. The wood thing is bad. I think they can get Nurkic. That's the only way. So, yeah, at the end of the day, I think if they tank and it means they can get at least like a Jaros Walker, I, I just convinced myself to tank. And I think that's the only move. 
And then you, you, you sign a trade Kyrie, you get Chris Paul, you run it back, maybe, and then you try to get Nurkic for Wood. Yeah, and then you nail down some vet signings. That's it. That's the only hope. And as you can tell, we are back home. And yeah.